God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Welcome to the God Minute. Happy Marian Saturday, and happy solemnity of the Nativity of John the Baptist. We have our next meditation-based reflection today as we use the private revelation from the book The Life of Mary as Seen by the Mystics to lead us in prayer. So, since today we celebrate St. John the Baptist's birth, we will be reflecting on Mary's time with Saints Elizabeth and Zechariah from her perspective. One of the things I love about this reflection today is the joy that Mary brings Elizabeth. You know those people that you just love being around? Like their peace and joy are contagious. You just feel better when they're with you. I imagine this is how it was for St. Elizabeth times a million. It makes me want to be more intentional about being this kind of person. My intention today, as we spend our time in reflective prayer, is for the Blessed Mother to give me the grace to be more like her when being around others, to imitate her wholesomeness and helpfulness and humility, to be someone others feel good being around, to bring them a little bit of heaven. At last, the holy couple reached the little village in the Judean hills, five miles west of Jerusalem. As they approached the house of Zechariah, which was situated in the midst of a lovely garden on an isolated slope, St. Joseph hastened ahead in order to announce their visit, calling out to those within the house. St. Elizabeth, who was tall and past middle age, with a small face and very sweet features, had been forewarned by the Lord himself that Mary of Nazareth had set out to visit her, although the mystery of the Annunciation had not yet been revealed to her. Elizabeth immediately came out to welcome her cousin, who, as the younger in years, hastened to greet her, saying, The Lord be with you, my dearest cousin. Once inside, they threw their arms around each other and remained for some time in a warm embrace. Then Mary said in a most friendly way, May God save you, my dearest cousin and may his divine light give you grace and life. At the sound of Mary's voice, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, which revealed to her the mystery of the Incarnation, the unique dignity of Mary, and her own son's sanctification. Wrapped in joy, she looked reverently at the Holy Mother of God. Then, stepping back a little and lifting her hands, she exclaimed with an expression of deep humility, happiness, and inspiration. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And how have I deserved that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, the moment that the sound of thy greeting came to my ears, the babe in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who has believed, because the things promised her by the Lord shall be accomplished." 
Mary humbly referred these words of praise to the Creator. To St. Bridget, Mary said, I was similarly moved by an extraordinary joy in my heart, so that I spoke words about God that I myself did not devise, and my soul could heartily contain itself with joy. Mary then spoke the words we now know as the Magnificat. Mary said to St. Bridget, While Elizabeth marveled at the fervor of the Holy Spirit that spoke through me, I likewise marveled at the grace of God in her, and we praised God together. Then St. Elizabeth offered herself and her whole family and all her house for the service of the Mother of God. When toward evening the two holy women came forth, after a long friendly talk about the heavenly mysteries that were to be accomplished in them, As soon as the Blessed Virgin saw her cousin's husband, Zechariah, a tall and handsome old priest, she asked him for his blessing. Three days later, St. Joseph returned to his work in Nazareth, as Mary planned to spend three months with her cousin. During this time, in addition to all her usual prayers, the Blessed Virgin busied herself by sewing and preparing swaddling clothes for her cousin's baby. And whenever she could, Despite Elizabeth's protests, Mary swept the house and her own room and washed the dishes with the servants. One of the latter was a very irritable and nervous woman who easily gave way to anger and even cursing. But as a result of her growing love and reverence for Mary, she soon became kind, meek, and self-controlled. And a vain, sensual neighbor who dropped in to see what she called this guest who gives herself such holy airs. After staring at the Blessed Virgin with impertinent curiosity, went home and began to weep sincerely over her sins and evil intentions. Naturally, the Holy Mother of Mercy also prayed for all such persons whom she met and thus usually obtained their conversion. Every evening, Mary and Elizabeth recited the Magnificat together standing facing each other in Mary's room, with their arms crossed on their chests and their veils lowered over their faces. Sometimes they spent nearly all night praying together. A few times, St. Elizabeth merited to see the Mother of God in ecstasy, raised above the ground and radiant with supernatural splendor and beauty. During the third month of the visit, while Mary prayed fervently in her room for both mother and child, With only moderate pains, St. Elizabeth gave birth to a fine baby son, who was destined to be the holy forerunner of Christ. After he was wrapped in the swaddling clothes made by Mary's own hands, the Blessed Virgin came into her cousin's room and took the babe into her arms. The newborn child already had the use of reason by a special grace, and knowing that Mary bore in her womb the Word incarnate, he gazed at her, with great love, and adored his Lord in her with intense humility and thanksgiving. Holding him in her arms, Mary offered him to the Eternal Father and prayed for him and for his future ministry. Then, while Saint Elizabeth looked on with keen joy, Mary lovingly caressed the saintly child. But she did not kiss him, as she wished to keep her chaste lips untouched for her own divine son. Eight days after his birth, the baby boy was circumcised, and during the discussion as to his name, his father Zechariah wrote on a tablet, His name is John, 
In that very moment, at Mary's prayer, he recovered the use of his voice and joyfully broke forth into the inspired canticle, the Benedictus. A few days later, St. Joseph came to accompany Mary back to Nazareth. Then the Blessed Virgin said a sad farewell to her dear cousin and her husband. Kneeling before Zechariah, she took his hand and begged him to bless her. The old priest, who knew now that she was the chosen mother of the Messiah, was deeply moved. And giving her his blessing, he said, In thee, let all nations know their God. And through thee, let the name of the Lord of Jacob be glorified. Next, Mary consoled St. Elizabeth, who was heartbroken at seeing her leave. And taking the child John in her arms again, Mary gave him many mystic blessings and graces. Then, after St. Joseph had also bid farewell to his good friends, Mary kneeled before him for his blessing, and they set out on their journey home. May Almighty God watch over and protect us in blessing this day. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for praying with us today. Have a blessed weekend, and we'll see you all tomorrow for Breaking Open the Word. So